0: So who, who sings the theme song? is it, um I can I can do, hey, hey, hey. No, okay, I got, bop, 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 bop. Yeah, you gotta do the, so long as you do the bop, bop, bops
1: on time, you can't really get it wrong. Hey, 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 Bayonetta's gonna
0: cook, I don't, Gonna
1: cook your dinner. She's gonna cook a stroganoff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's prepared a stroganoff for everyone. That's so kind of
0: her. I knew she was a
1: good host. Inviting everyone into her half. Hey, hey, hey,
2: Dan. Oh, hey, 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 you know uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Alright, no time to waste then. Got to assert my royal authority. Oh. <laughs> I have got a royal seal. I have pressed my finger into a mini baby bell wrapper. Um, not even the wax bit, just the wrapper. So it's, it's no good. I've, I've, basically what I've done is I've, I've written a letter, um, to the government telling them that I'm now nobility an and they've got to do everything I say. And I've stapled a, a mini baby bell wrapper to it. And now I'm on a no fly list. So I'm a little bit concerned. However, I do believe that if I just tell the governor of Pennsylvania that I'm in charge, because I've got a bit of land in Scotland, I reckon I'll clear this up. Hello, everyone. Justin got me for my birthday a bit of land um and it's one of, you you know that bit of land in Scotland where you do a title um but because of you know old fashioned fuddy duddies that don't understand. Uh, that I am better than them. Uh, they only let you be a lord or a lady and Justin didn't know what to do. So he got me both. So now I'm a Lawadi. <laughs> so that's where I'm at in
3: life. Hello everyone Hello. Um, Hello Hello You might notice that was a very to the point and expedient intro from Jim Which is very very rare This never happens <laughs> It's a cliff note to so the good one It's almost like we had a practice run and had to throw out some real good goofs
0: Yeah, you, you've lost me singing the theme tune oh.
3: Yeah, exactly There was some pure gold I think we might need to chop that out from the original recording Because <laughs> there was, there was some, some lyrics and stuff We had a real good intro, and then I ballsed it up by having a computer that broke.
2: (laughs) How dare I? And now you're shattering the illusion of the edit.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Shattering the illusion of, you know, Jim having a very concise intro to the episode right off the bat. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> the,
1: the idea was, good, we were going to go in seamless, and then I was going to introduce, um, I was going to introduce our guest Sophie, um, and would you like to, we got a guest, folks. We got a guest! It's very
0: <laughs> exciting. It's returning to the normal chaotic energy anyway, so that's probably good.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you like to tell the lovely children um, sure, <laughs> about your things on the internet, and who you
0: are? Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, I'm Veima uh, Sophie, that's... They like gamer uh, on Twitch and Twitter, and I'm Curio on YouTube and Patreon. Uh, I do, you know, YouTube videos from a leftist and queer perspective, and I stream games and have have takes about things on a website that I can neither quit nor enjoy. Mm.
3: <laughs> you do, you do, you do good stuff. You have good things that people should check Aww. out, and some of which are video game adjacent. Sometimes,
0: <laughs> well, I have quite a few things. Lined up for the video game adjacent. I'm doing Disco Elysium next week um, and then a Pokemon
2: video actually soon.
0: Oh, didn't know about
3: that. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: See, Laura wasn't interested until you said Pokemon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. Now I
1: care. (laughs) Um, I highly recommend listeners. Um, Sophie's series on The Witcher is a very good series. Um, I think quite relevant to our listener base. Um, not watched the Cloudpunk one yet because I have just wrapped up playing Cloud... Well, I say wrapped up, I just... I said, that's enough for me. I said, that'll do. Um, smashed into a wall one last time after waiting for a really long time while the story stopped happening so I knew where to go and then thought, the story could have happened while I was going. Uh, and then I hit a wall and said, had my fill. And then I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to seeing your video.
0: Yeah, I've heard it's a good video.
1: Yeah, I've... I've through the grapevine, that is the rumor that that's spinning <laughs> on the mill. Um, so yes, very, very good. And of course, your, your video on, um, being non-binary was, was a huge, um, Huge help to myself in, in working some things out. So thank you very much for that video. Another one that I would highly recommend to folks.
0: This is a lot more heartfelt the first time around, but it's 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 still good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm efficient. I, I mean, I've got things to do all week. Yeah. I'm chopping through this. I want to be done in twenty six minutes. Oh,
3: oh well. <laughs> no, I, so I don't know if we're going
1: to finish that fast, but we can try. Nah, everyone's all right. We basically. We're all having a normal one anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Normal mode activated. It's a
1: more normal one. We had a normal gym position. We're going to have a normal pod position. <laughs> uh, this is a place, as always, where you come to um, uh, escape. We don't want to get boiled down and bogged down in the old politics, do we? No. No. You're here to find out if your favourite video games are great or perfect. Aren't you, you little seditionists?
3: Exactly. (laughs) And now's the point where we put the pressure on. Hey, Sophie, guess. Oh, no. Great or perfect video game, go.
1: Tony
0: Hawk's, that's what I've been playing. No, Um. that's not the one I want. No, (laughs)
3: Eternal Champions,
1: is that great or perfect? Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, no. (laughs) Get out. I can't believe this is happening. Out. Banished. (laughs) Only true hardcore gamers are allowed here. (laughs) Only true hardcore gamers who have played at least two Dark Souls.
0: I've played at least two Dark Souls. Yeah, probably on
1: easy mode though. Oh <laughs> probably cheated. Summoned. That's cheat. I I probably oh. summon all the time. I fucking love it.
3: So seamlessly we go to Yes. Uh, Tony Hawk.
2: Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh my god, the two of you you're both just an editor's worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> Flashback. To an earlier recording.
0: So I've been playing some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster. Uh, And some, by some, I mean a lot. It's very good. Yeah, I got properly obsessed with it i realized halfway through that i wasn't recognizing the levels because i didn't actually play that much of pro skater and the game that i spent a lot of my childhood on was uh tony hawk's underground and oh. i was like oh shit my wrong one okay <laughs> but uh it was still a fascinating like exercise in remastering i like the kind of curation that goes into remastering a game mm-hmm. because for example like there are some mechanics you don't want to improve right some some things you leave behind on purpose you don't want to add fall damage into a to- like a skateboarding game you don't want to do a huge jump and then just automatically fail because it was like a hundred feet you know th- <laughs> there are things that you deliberately leave a little bit bad and i kept thinking that and that was very fun
2: well i think i think there's a, a certain arcade sensibility to the design of the first two and the third right and arguably even the fourth tony hawk pro skater games that You wouldn't necessarily see because there is uh, more of a, I think, drive towards realism, uh, particularly in skating games. And you see skate as uh, an example of something that people aspire to now. Right. And they did a great job in this remaster of just taking the core elements that made Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 really fun to play and just keeping all of that. And they did add some like progression track stuff and unlockable things that I, you know, really I look at that and I was like, you know, this was a perfect game. No, now it's a now it's a great game.
0: <laughs> it was it was one of the best things I've played in a little while honestly. Um and and for something with, like, no actual plot, and as you say, it's just very, like, arcade style, that was really cool. It was, like, usually for me, like, emotional connection and story in games is a lot of the deal, mm-hmm. and playing something that was arcade formatted, and just, like, playing a bunch of different levels, I was surprised to find myself, like, 100%ing the entire game in, like, a week or a week and a half, and... I don't I don't usually 100% anything but I really just like dove into it so hard.
2: Yeah. The other thing about it is that it really has just reminded me how old I've become. <laughs> oh no. Cuz I can't get on with it. Like I mean I love the game. It is it's exactly how I remember, but it's been 20 years and the reflexes aren't there anymore. So I I I do <laughs> I do fire it up. You know, once every month now. And think, God, I want to play this. And then I'll just stumble a bunch and put it down and just feel ancient. <laughs> um, but I do really appreciate it for being a incredibly faithful adaptation. Yeah. It, it's, it's good. It's good. I recommend. Yeah.
3: Oh, that was some good thoughts about Tony Hawk right there. No. That's some good Tony Hawk <laughs> thoughts that I enjoyed. Thank you. Well, Laura, Laura, what have you been playing? Oh, what have I been playing? Um, I hope everyone who's on this recording is ready to hear me do a rant I've already done, but the listeners need to hear it, so here we go. I care about speedrunning now. I got really into speedrunning a terrible game that no one plays this week. I saw you speedrun the first
1: one. I saw you set the first world's record. World's first, yeah. first world's record.
3: Yeah, so I I had a silly idea last week that I committed way too hard to. Um, Every now and then I'll go on speedrun and just sort their list of games by least attempts at speedrunning them, and then have a look through games that are there and go, do I have that game? Could I just pick up an arbitrary world record in a game? Uh, You know, there's a few I've had my eyes on over time. Uh, Train Simulator, there's uh, just a train track that no one has ever done a speed... like, never timed themselves doing. Could get one there. Brilliant. But this week, I decided Cookin' Mama Cookstar, that terrible cooking mama game for the switch that got pulled from sale like two hours after it went on sale that that i have it and not many people have it which is a big reason why i played it because no one no one wants it because it's a bad game and also it's kind of hard to buy because it got pulled from sale which means that there are Few enough people playing it that I'm not just going to get my records completely taken away the second that I claim them. Ha 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 the perfect, not really a crime. Yeah, not really a crime, but almost. It's not really a crime, which is the best kind of grift i don't know after a week doing it it feels like it should be a crime. (laughs) i shouldn't be allowed six awards of any kind see yeah there were a couple of categories that people had already done speedruns of. there were like four people who'd ever speedrun the game and most of them did all the traditional meaty recipes any percent just get through all the recipes no one had ever done vegetarian so i went oh this will be a laugh i'll spend three four hours not particularly caring about my time and just play through that. And I did. I did it in like three hours, fifty minutes, and because I was the only time, hooray, I'm a world record speedrunner now. And then, like, two days later, someone went on Twitch and beat my time by eight minutes, and suddenly I cared a hell of a lot about like, oh no, I have to get good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so I got serious. I swapped from using the motion controls, which had been a silly goof the first time, to be like, nah, it's much quicker to use the buttons and the analog stick, she can get all the things done quicker, it registers more of the inputs nice not all of them it doesn't register the inputs properly but like better i started trying to learn all of the the tips for how you get through the game on any percent faster mainly working out which recipes you can deliberately fail faster like the way that the cook and mama cook star works is that so long as you get more than 1% on a meal you can you you get 2 stars and you can move on literally you have to fail every single step completely to get a 1 star rating
0: I wish that was how real cooking worked
1: It did that is how it worked in that that <laughs> restaurant that was at that college I went to, the one that got oh. on the telly for being the second worst in Britain, the <laughs> half-price curry house in Orpington. They reheated <laughs> all the meals, for them. Oh, did they? Yeah, they'd serve it back to you the next day. They loved it. Tell you what, though, tasted good and the price couldn't be beat.
0: I'd go there again. Where I grew up, there's a restaurant that keeps on getting in trouble because it's actually just someone's house, so they don't have a re- they don't have a license.
3: <laughs> I'd go there. Is that the one I keep seeing the headlines about, where it's like man? keeps insisting his, his house isn't a restaurant. And then he got a food hygiene
1: rating.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. He keeps telling customers the first rule of Orlando's is, don't talk about Orlando's.
1: Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> well, that's on my my list of things to do when I get back. I'm going to go and eat at <laughs> Ur- Orlando Well, I'm not going to wink.
3: No, you won't, because it doesn't exist. It's just a man's house. But, yeah, I'm just going to visit the
1: house of a friend of mine called Orlando. Right. Sensible. <laughs> Yeah. What so then he does this is basically Is it like like just McCain oven fries or something? Like
3: <laughs> Does he cook himself? Does he make a nice like shepherd's <laughs> pie? Like I don't know. I think if I remember right, it was a Chinese restaurant, I think. Oh brilliant. It is
0: actually it gets better, uh my understanding is that it's two different genres of restaurant. Fusion <laughs> oh, I've not heard that. He's two is not a fusion, not a fusion. Oh, Sometimes, some days of the week, it's one restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes it's another it's restaurant. It's a
1: transforming house oh. restaurant.
0: You never know what you'll get.
1: If it's haunted on top,
0: then I'm living there. Oh, there's there we go. That's how you kick the business into high gear. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So my 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 time with Cooking Mama oh, yeah. Cookstar
0: is basically just being put
3: things in the oven and take them straight out the oven uncooked and serve them up to mama <laughs> and be like, I know that, that meat's uncooked. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it, Mama. And then she keeps shouting at me, she's like I'm still hungry! And I'm like, I've made you 50 meals in a row, fuck off, go make your own dinner. The only reason she's still hungry is because apparently you've given her worms. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) See, I was assuming it was because every meal I've I've offered her has been inedible and she's still hungry because she's not been able to eat a single thing I've made. Either way, you've given Mama the worst
1: life in your quest to become a world record holder. Yeah. The
0: closest I've come to speedrunning is the day the Untitled Goose Game came out. I played it on stream and it was only a week later that I realised that that would have been a submittable speedrun and then I went and checked and my four hours of streaming was uh, (laughs) blown out of the water by the by the 25 minute speed run that was there (laughs) a week later when I checked.
3: Well, see, this this is why you pick a category like Cookin' Mama Cookstar, because no one wants to play three and a half hours straight of that game. <laughs> like, no one wants to do that. So I once my time got beaten, I got serious about it. I started, like, legitimately caring about finding ways to skip things. I have found, like, so many skips. Don't know which one I'm going to name after myself as the foremost world record holder, best player in the world of Cookin' Mama Cookstar... At least one of the things i found, that's going to be the Laura skip. Don't know what it is yet. Yeah, Laura skip's going to be good and make sure it's the big one
1: so that when this is played at GDQ they will say Laura skip all the time
3: and you'll say brilliant exactly I by by the end of the week I will probably have decided what the Laura skip hell is yeah. hell you'll play a GDQ Oh I no joke I'm like the five recipes run I I'm it's currently in about 15 minutes but I reckon I could get it down to like a 10 minute run hell if yeah. I like really pick which recipes are doing I'm like once you start doing the weird shit, yeah like GDQ was uh, last week.
1: It was last week, I think. Um, And it was, it was, had some real good stuff, as it always does. I love watching speedruns. They are ridiculous. (laughs) Um, You know, like, like that one in, in Dark Souls 3, I think, where it's like, lead this, lead this fucking fella, like, half a mile back. And then if you get hit with this one particular attack on this one bit of a step, you'll go through the floor, play the game without being able to see fucking anything for 30 minutes, and then go through a hole that nobody could realistically <laughs> see. And somehow they found that. And I, I, it, it blows my mind that this stuff is discovered. Yeah.
0: The logic of speedrunning is amazing, but it also ruins your brain. Um, a Jewish American friend of mine was saying that uh, the reason evangelical Christians are so uh, obsessed with Israel is they think that if all the Jews get to Israel, this automatically triggers the rapture. Uh, and I was like, oh, at any percent, re- never mind. Um- <laughs> <laughs>
3: See yeah I started with the records That no one had done And then I started Beating the ones That like The tiny community Of four people That were speedrunning oh, The game yeah. before I got there I just went in And was like No I'm first of that now I own six of the eight Speedrunning records And the only two That I don't have Are the ones That no one has done yet So <laughs> I Probably the night That this we record this I'm gonna go get Those last get two records there. So I can just Have them all And be done Amazing Also I got really Involved in the minutiae Of it I discovered that Version 1.0 That you can't get anymore Has speedrunning tactics that you can't use in up-to-date versions of the game, and the Switch won't let you roll back to old versions of the software. Because this is such a small game that there is no point in having a split between firmware versions and being like, this is the leaderboard for this version, this is the leaderboard for this version. It's now... Because of discoveries I made while speedrunning this with the person that was be- my, my rival, my anime rival, who uh, I've been going back and forth with Val. Now the game has to be run on the newer version that is slightly slower, and you prove that by taking a video capture of the game, which you can only do in the newer versions. I'm I'm learning stuff about how this game works, and I I know more about this game than anyone should know. <laughs> I'm the best player at this game that everyone has heard of, but no one should
1: play. Be proud of me. Watching some of these speedruns, especially the the ones where, you know, people have been pulling this game apart for years and people will just spend, like, you know, days and days and days learning everything. Like, I, I watch them play it and I'm like, I can't begin to imagine how they see this game. We have both played, to you know, like Medieval was was... I was watching while yeah. while um and I've got very strong feelings about medieval. But the way a speedrunner looks at that game, it it's so alien to me. And I'm not criticizing it. It's fascinating. I think what they do is, is incredible. But I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to like 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 even begin to estimate how they perceive a game. <laughs> Like, one that they've gone into that much? Do you only see code? Like, it's just
3: incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a programmer, it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, uh, it's a familiar mindset.
3: I'm only just starting to see beyond the edges of, of what's going on. Like... I've gotten to a point with this game where I don't know what recipe I'm cooking at any given moment. Like, I don't know what the end dish is because I never stay on the main menu long enough to actually see what I'm <sighs> cooking. I'm just like, to the right, enter, right, we're cooking whatever the fuck this oh is. I, I don't look at what any step is before I get into it. When the loading screen finishes, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah. Eventually, though, eventually you will know every nanosecond
1: of that game that unfolds. Ah. Uh, and you'll be like, in 30 minutes... I'm going to see a potato, and then I'm going to click on that potato, and then I'm going to be on
3: World 1-3. <laughs> it's it's going to go one of two ways. Either this is just going to remain this like tiny, small, little community thing where like once every couple of weeks someone will beat my time, and I go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give that another run. They beat me by like 15 seconds, I'll give that a go. You know, a little back and forth rivalry. Or... People are going to hear this Podquisition and go I can fucking have All your times And someone's going to Come in with a time That's like 20 minutes Below mine And I won't know What to do And I'll give up Oh my god That's the thing Someone will get At some point I know when I will Walk away from this Is when someone Gets a time And I go I don't know How you did that And I get scared And (laughs) I run away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it'll be good while it lasts, and I can say I'm good at something. If there becomes a fiercely
1: competitive speedrunning community around this illegal Cooking Mama game,
3: <laughs> I'm all in. I'm I'm there for it. Oh, God. after I ran it and, like, I, I started a little friendly rivalry with someone, uh, the the discord for speedrunning Cooking Mama games was like, wait, wait, there's an active community. Wait, people are playing Cook Cookstar right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a surprise that there were people who gave a shit about it. In which Laura artificially inflates the price of Cooking Mum of Cookstar. I did it with
3: Boglins. Well, yeah, this is all just a scam so that I can sell my copy. That's what the, sc- <laughs> the end goal of the scam is. I get people all clamouring to buy secondhand copies so I can sell mine for a
0: profit. If you can hold the record, you could sell yours signed as well.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Actually,
1: mm, that's a thought, huh? <laughs> From the inventor of the Laura skit. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Ah. Uh, Right, Jim, what have you been playing this week? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Well, I mean, you would. I, b- I bet you I would. I bet you yeah, are would. because it's a game that exists. I mean, if it was like Metal Gear Solid 6, then you <laughs> oh, would probably shit, I be don't like, believe it. Oh, yeah, that's, I don't believe it. Yeah, you get to, to have a gun in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so unusual. I mean, it's it's brilliant. I
1: do believe that.
0: That's mind-blowing stuff.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Solid Snake's back and is like, oh, I got a gun now. I love it. So, that's that game. I've played Wrestling Empire. It's the best wrestling game that I've ever played. It's on the Switch, and it's got thousands of characters. None of which are inspired by real wrestlers at all. There is, it can't be Kane. He's purple. The real Kane's red. (laughs) So, Cabal is an original wrestler. As is, you know, the ones that look like Becky Lynch and Oscar and Mankind, and then, all of the wrestlers But I mean it's so good I got it because it looked hilarious Because it looked like the U Testament Or that prison one that the U Testament guy made Was it M. Dicky? That one where Jesus is just walking around And all just dozens and dozens of, of AI NPCs Are wandering around doing weird shit Like just randomly fighting each other Or attacking you or just Throwing fireballs or whatever. It was like Noby Noby Boy, um, but an accident. <laughs> so that's great. What surprises me is sure, it's a complete fucking mess and it looks like something. I mean, you can't even say it looks like something old. It specifically looks like shit indie graphics. It's, it's, it's that level of, it looks like it was made by one person who guessed how to make a game and somehow. Was able to release something that worked for more than a minute It looks like that But, I mean, every wrestler's got 12 moves Oh And a finisher There's loads of them <laughs> It works It's better than the WWE games Huh It plays similar to the old, old more old-fashioned arcade wrestling games you, you wander around, you've got your strike button, your grapple button When you grab a uh, an opponent then it's press one of the other buttons in different directions, and you get different slams. They're all there, your power bomb your t d t your your more fancy ones, your tombstone pile driver it's all there it's just all a bit shit <laughs> but I, I, I'm still playing it and I'm still I enjoy it better than any of the official things it's stupid and it makes me laugh um, if you just keep hammering buttons to attack like it looks really harsh because half the time they can't get up so if you get a chair you can just smack them <laughs> and smack them and smack them eventually they'll get driven out of the ring into a corner where you won't be able to see them behind the wall but you're still wailing on them it looks <laughs> Like fucking Bill Sykes going at Nancy at the end of Oliver, it's fucking brutal. This is the best piece of shit I've ever spent fifteen dollars on. I had to be careful oh. with my qualifiers to get that down uh, to something that could be almost not hyperbole. Yeah. But Oscar's uh, in it. It's she's not called Oscar, but she's in it. Uh, everyone is is there, and they really tried. You can set different arenas different colors for the bits in the arena different types of ring the crowds like it was an empty arena and i thought well that figures this game is this game and then there's a crowd slider what uh <laughs> a crowd slider and then i just put it up and then all of these little 2d <laughs> cardboard cut out looking people are in the crowd and i'm like sure it looks rubbish <laughs> but it's here
3: That's the best thing about this game It's rubbish but it's here I love the thought of that slider particularly Because I'm liking the thought of just ah, I'm going to do a fight between two characters Who I've decided are a bit shit So I'm only going to put the slider up a little (laughs) bit So it looks like no one turned out to this match
1: Here's where I think they're genius I think it's for COVID (laughs) I genuinely do I think they've set it so you can be a responsible or a reckless wrestling company. Because at (gasps) the very end of the slider is virtual. Oh, my God. Which was only introduced by WWE last year for COVID. So it's all these video panels with, like, you know, blotches representing human faces on them. So it looks like this Thunderdome shit that WWE did last year. So I'm like... Surely have they let me do sparse crowds for COVID? Because why else would you have a crowd slider? But there's fucking... There's stuff for everything! You can customise every little bit of the match right down to how it starts. Do you want entrances? Which, by the way, there are no pre-animated entrances. They play music and then you improvise. You walk down yourself, <laughs> you, you do it yourself. You can, um like, little automatic interactions might happen if you're with a tag partner or whatever. Or you can be like, fuck that, let's start with a confrontation. And then it, the match starts with them with microphones. This sounds like it goes so much further than it needs to. Yeah, yeah it's great. But... Bear in mind, it looks like shit. There's no voice acting. It's all speech bubbles. But I can't complain because I expected you'd be able to throw three punches and that's it. Instead, this is robust. There's no other way to describe it. It's robust. It's feature complete. (laughs) And what's even better is, I again, I don't know if this is on purpose or an accident of, of... Things just not like like behaving as they should. Either way, they've done it so that. And I've seen it. I did a thing where I grabbed an opponent. I threw loads of opponents in, which makes the game impossible. Um, but I I threw in like eight opponents. I did like a suplex or a throw on one of them. While they were in the air, some other fucker caught them and hit them with a power bomb. Ah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> This again, like this looks like one of those games I play on Square. You play this looks like Steam Direct trash if you just visually look at it. I burst out laughing when I first saw it because it's a three like the characters are three D models, but they've clearly gotten like a two D picture of a face and put it on, and they've not tried to blend it in any way. Incredible! Um, It's not like a photo either. It's like a three D model of a face on a 3D model, um, with, with almost like cartoon mouths going up and down. Everything about it is really funny, but unlike most shitty games that make me laugh, I respect the fucking hell out of Wrestling Empire. Hats <laughs> fucking off. Dozens of characters, enough to rival Dynasty Warriors, so many styles of environment. I haven't even started the career mode yet. I've just been doing extra fucking missions, submissions, weapons, all sorts of weapons that make so much blood happen. Wrestling Empire is my game of the year 2021. Better than
0: Hades. <laughs> one One weekend, it's top yeah. of to everything else.
1: Well, I mean, 2021 has happened within a week, so I, oh, I think mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do my Game of the Year awards next week. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Wrestling Empire, 15 bucks. I I sort of... N- I can't... no. No! Actually, I recommend it if you've ever watched any Squirty Play video and thought, mm, I might play that, <laughs> because this is one of those But surprisingly good and now i will stop raving about a game no one should actually
0: play but me i love the idea of video game improvising your um your wrestling entrance the rocks iconic entrance walking into a wall for three seconds and then starting a fight with a member of the crowd
1: oh hell yeah oh hell yeah and the game won't (laughs) The game doesn't care if you mess around because the next person's going to come out and then you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> and they might have a microphone in their hand which will make blood spray out of your head. <laughs>
3: oh my god. What about you, comrade? What have you been playing this week? Uh,
2: so I. I well, I finished Dead Space. Mm. I did do that. And, uh, I remember how I was saying I really love Dead Space. It's really just, uh,. <laughs> Just a great fun game and really liked it. A lot of good, good fun. I mean, I was two chapters from the end and I forgot that it does that thing where the writers realized that, oh, crap, if you haven't been paying attention to the logs and stuff, you might be really fucking confused as to what <laughs> has happened in the narrative <laughs> and what the whole purpose of this is and all of the weird conspiracy shit. Well...
1: Conrad, be fair. If you'd paid attention to the multimedia rollout that also accompanied Dead Space, the comics and the movies, then you'd also be clued in. But no,
0: you're a bad consumer. (laughs) But there's just this enormous exposition dump. I love that because it's something that can go one way or the other where, like, if done confidently, the fact that a creator is like, you just might not know is it's, it's it's actually cool. I watched a like a vampire movie recently where the protagonist is is trans, and it's a very neat piece of representation where cis people. It can, I mean, I'm saying this literally. My cis girlfriend just didn't know until I told her. Like, it's a it it could be something that's really really cool, and then it goes exact like flips a hundred and twenty percent when someone goes. No, no, you need to know. Oh, shit, we fucked up. Oh, we've got to tell you now, just in a huge... You need to know, so we're going to have a speech that just tells you everything. The problem
3: is when they do that for anything that is critical to
0: the plot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oops, oops, you missed the plot critical information. Oops, here we go.
2: <laughs> right. And they're right to do that is the problem. I mean, they were wrong to have not effectively built it into the narrative in ways that the player couldn't a- avoid it somehow. Right. But they were correct in the assumption that left as it was. I, I could... I. I'm lazy. (laughs) I don't care. I'm here to shoot aliens. (laughs) I could have very easily missed everything. Now, I like Dead Space, and I was playing it for the benefit of someone else to a certain degree. So, yeah, I played the logs. I read everything. I did the whole deal. I knew it. But it was just so striking how over the head it had to hammer it all in. And I'm thinking back, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there was absolutely nothing in any of the video stuff that would have led me to this conclusion. This is some fucking Sherlock shit right (laughs) here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: you you, you didn't connect the infinite red strings that were dotted around. Right. They gave you the clues. Mm.
2: You could have saved her, Mr. Conrad. I gave you all the clues. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I still like Dead Space. It's still fun to play, but boy, it just, you know... Just a reminder that even the good stuff's badly written. I know you've also played something else. I've been, I've been playing. Yeah,
3: I did notice that you've both, you've both been playing. What was it? Curse of the Dead Gods. Yeah, yeah. I played.
0: I wanted to make sure I got a mention because Casey recommended it to me, and all Casey's recommendations pay off brilliantly.
3: Oh yeah, Casey explosion knows games.
0: Always great. Yeah, she's got the best
2: recommendations. But um, yeah, Curse of the Dead Gods. I'm, I'm loving. It's really, really good. It is. Very good. So I I had a a realization when I was playing it uh, this past week... Uh, Because I was really struggling. This is the one you were playing on stream the other week,
3: Conrad. Yeah,
2: and I had been, you know, I was in the full exploration of the Jaguar God, and the you know Mm. the way that it is is structured. You know, you'll start out doing section one only uh, of the dungeon, and then your next exploration is section one, and then section two. And so I'm in section one, two, three. I'm the first time going through the entirety of the dungeon. And I'm really, really struggling. And I I had a build to die for. I was at maximum health. I hadn't yet fought the boss in that third segment before. And mm-hmm. so I'm still convinced that it's going to wipe the floor with me. But I, <laughs> I pulled it out and I won. And I'm like holy shit, I can't believe that happened. And then I go and I look at what it unlocks for me. And then I'm looking at what the hard exploration is going to mean in terms of greater damage and thinking about the experience I just had and doing the math on the progression system and that's when it hit me that there were two other dungeons i could have been exploring this whole time and (laughs) developing skills and unlocking stuff instead of beating my head against a fucking wall (laughs) on this much more difficult run that i succeeded only through luck and good fortune and having a build that You put me in a position to win it. Right. And now I'm over in those other two, and they're kicking my ass. Oh, no. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) It's a great game, though. I'm getting a little better with the parry. I just had the throwing stars as a weapon for the first time, and I love perfect dodge as a mechanic very satisfying so i've had a lot of fun with those because if you every time you execute a perfect dodge they'll just send out a volley of attacks in the direction of the nearest enemies
0: and it's fun for me it's when i can get sky hammer that's when i'm like the rock and roll has been switched on mm-hmm. we're uh we're in gamer mode baby uh, <laughs> it's that's that, that that feels like i'm seeing the real colors i'm like sky
2: hammer is amazing yeah So I am. I'm having. I still feel like it's early in for me because now I've just you know figured out how much more content there was I didn't know existed. Mm. Each dungeon on its own wouldn't feel very complete because you just have you know like three or four enemy types, and you know then they have harder versions of them that you fight deeper in. That's about it for each dungeon, but the dungeons themselves have their own batch of enemies that behave very differently, that the traps are all really different, and and it's a big adjustment going from one to the next um, that I was surprised how much so. And I'm even struggling going back and forth between the two I've unlocked. Um, I almost feel like the thing to do was to drill down on that one so focused and and get competent with all that stuff. I'm actually a little scared to go back to the Jaguar now, because I fear that I've started to account for traps in other ways uh, in Mm. other dungeons. That's what I kind of really like about games like Curse of the
0: Dead Gods is that mechanically it feels like it's really honing something quite central. Like it will let you lull yourself into a sense of false security and and lean on a crutch for a bit, and then it'll throw you something else and go, no, fuck you, you Mm don't get to use that anymore until you basically uh, round out a kind of core proficiency at the game that doesn't lean too hard on any one
2: uh, um part of it yeah yep it's good i recommend it yeah i am i'm having fun still
3: nice yeah i played a weird little sexy game this week which is a thing i used to do a lot on podquisition and i haven't done in a while (laughs) and i found i found the one the one that's brought me back to it this week i played a game called only cans Thirst Date. Oh. I'm going to try my best to explain this. It is a game in which you do sexy photo shoots of cans of fizzy drink of varying flavors (laughs) in sexualized outfits oh god i looked this one up it looks weird as fuck <laughs> the, the end point of every encounter it's very robert yang-esque um if you've played any of his games in the sort of you're abstracting a thing but ultimately you're doing a sex like you're gonna you're gonna end up by shaking up the can and opening the ring pull and it, oh it's squirted it's sticky goo everywhere Oh, mechanically it's very simple and i think this is my biggest complaint about the game is that there is no like Difficulty curve Or introducing Of any kind of New mechanics as you go The mechanics are There is a bar Going back and forth Left and right And somewhere on the bar There's a little jizz stain (laughs) And depending on what's currently lit up You either have to press the left button on the keyboard To take a picture Or the right button to sort of spray some liquid On the can so it looks like it's all Condensed and just out the fridge Because that's apparently what makes a good picture While a can makes sex sounds And it'll get faster and faster and it'll swap what button You're supposed to be pressing you press the buttons to Take sexy pictures of the can of fizzy drink It's a weird one, I'll give you that I will give some credit to the Storytelling involved in this game The plot is largely told through these fake little vignettes about um each different variety of fizzy drink that the company made over the years and telling the story of the creator of the company and how things lead towards a very unexpected wild endpoint i did not i was not prepared for it's a bit terrifying by the end but oh. along the way there it's a lot of just hey here's a can of fizzy drink that it, it's flavoured like a Christmas pudding And it sounds like an old British man going Yeah I love you want to touch my pudding While you take sexy photos of it <laughs> Or a can of like Blueberry tart fizzy drink That is a, a goth And it tells you to squirt me daddy While while you take photos of it <laughs> They've done a wonderful job Of like with very little Characterising these characters In very unique ways and while it's not mechanically that interesting, it's pretty short and it is well worth playing through because I I honestly think there's a really cool, weird
0: narrative in it. You were comparing it to uh, Robert Yang and I haven't actually played any of Yang's games, but while you were describing it, I was thinking, right, that's like the game I read about in the queer games avant-garde by Bonnie Ruburg, where you yeah. uh, make a guy eat a a popsicle in a very sexual way Oh, succulent (laughs) right yeah and and then I realized that was a Robert Yang game and it's like oh right oh yes okay that's exactly what it is
3: I will say for anyone who's never played Robert Yang's games the one I would probably recommend as the most interesting is uh, a game called Hurt Me Plenty Mm. which is a game about exploring boundaries in consensual BDSM and I don't want to say any more about it than that because the game has a whole, It has one thing that it does well, and it's just discover it for yourself. Mm. But it's it's a very clever little game. That, but yeah, this is a this is a free game that's on itch.io. And <laughs> I mean, if you've got half an hour, you could do worse than taking sexy photo shoots of a shibari covered can of fizzy drink.
0: I've spent worse half an hours, definitely. Yeah,
3: there was a gamer energy drink that that was wearing cat ear headphones and just shouted headshot every time you took a photo <laughs> of it. <laughs> (laughs) Like, it's kind of terrible,
0: but I love it. Again, I haven't haven't played Yang's games, but um, the book I was talking about, The Queer Games Avant-Garde, is is really, really good. And the whole book is interviews with different queer game makers, and there's an interview with Yang, and he talks a lot about a game called Tea Room, Hmm. where uh, you go into a bathroom and have to surreptitiously try and make eye contact with other men to see if they're interested in gay sex with you. Yeah. And, uh games like that robert
3: yang makes really
0: fascinating stuff like yeah uh, there's one of one of his games i forget what the
3: name of it is off the top of my head now but it's just you washing someone's back in a shower and it's just about the sort of not necessarily sexual intimacy of giving someone else a backwash
0: yeah rinse and repeat
3: rinse and repeat that's it yeah i think rinse and repeat was the one that ended up at the um Uh, There was a video game exhibit that went on at uh, one of the big London museums that had... I was surprised to see Robert Yang there. I was like, well, that's a a good game to have
0: in showing what games can do. Uh,
3: Has anyone else played anything else they want to talk about?
0: I was playing some Umarangi Generation, which is a game by uh, an indigenous creator. Like, I've been playing a bunch of games that are better cyberpunk games than cyberpunk. Uh, Is this from (laughs) the Better Than Cyberpunk bundle, is it? (laughs) Oh, I didn't know about that. I've been doing... my own research shit i i should look that up <laughs> it no longer exists but there
3: was a bundle on itch that was right. the better than cyberpunk bundle that was just a bundle of cyberpunk genre
0: games i'll look up the list just to see the list rather than even if i can't get the deal
3: yeah it, it's a good list there's stuff worth checking out
0: on there but Umaregi generation basically is a photography game uh it's it's cyberpunky, but it's like actually got some really Really cool politics in it with just like you and your friends being, you know, walled in and fucking bombed by the UN. And, uh, as opposed to like, ooh, wouldn't it be spooky if there was a camera in your brain? Ooh. <laughs> like it's actually doing the the hard work that you want from a cyberpunk genre game it's it's really cool oh just like you're given a bounty to take various photos around the each level and there are tiny little squids on the floor these little alien squid things and they are very interesting in fact because the game has a very charming indie low poly uh style they're possibly the most interesting looking thing because they're very developed if you take pictures of them your your screen just tells you like don't take pictures of them it's it's really <laughs> good
3: <laughs> i'm looking at images of this now it's art style looks really
0: charming i really like it it's got a real good visual identity to it this game sounds fascinating it's a little like the art style of uh, breath of the wild a little low lower poly than that but like Really fun. If
3: Breath of the Wild was on the PS2. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
3: oh that looks really cool i'm gonna to have to check that out what about you conrad have you played anything
2: else you want to talk about oh i did play that monster hunter demo on the switch monster hunter rise is that it
1: oh yeah, i forgot that i did that as well
0: yeah i had to
2: play of that is
0: that where monster hunter has his back broken and is in the prison and then has to fight bane at the end or <laughs> i
2: think so i, I mean mm. i didn't the only thing i have learned about monster hunter from having played the demo for monster hunter rise and i've played a monster hunter game the past i think on the psp i got one for a long flight i played it for 10 minutes said oh i guess i can see why people would find this appealing and then i never picked it up again
1: (laughs) that's been my experience with i've tried so many because there's a lot about
3: them that i should love And I just can't. I try so hard. I was that person for a long time, and I got into them the last couple of years I went down the rabbit hole.
2: My big takeaway from the Monster Hunter Rise demo is that the purpose of the Monster Hunter Rise demo is not to attract a new audience... ...to Monster Hunter. Oh.
3: I mean, not really. Monster Hunter demos rarely are great at attracting new people... ...because it's a tiny slice of a ridiculously overly
2: complicated thing. <laughs> a tiny slice that provides no real guidance whatsoever in terms of tutorial. At least not in the manner that I would expect to have been presented with it. That is a fair criticism. <laughs> I started the software. I said, uh, I'm solo playing... Because uh, no to the internet.
3: It's good you didn't play it online, and I'll get to that in a bit. And
2: I selected the first beginner mission, and I went in and, and started it, and it was like I was playing a game in 1987. Huh. In what sense? There were a lot of things I needed to know about the way that this game played. But I was not given any information about that.
0: You feel like you could have maybe bought the
2: $15, like, gamer's guide that would have come with it. There would have been a manual right. that I would have referenced, you know, or well, more likely, I mean, let's face it, I got it on my Commodore on an unlabeled floppy disk from <laughs> who knows where, as was more often the case. But, you know, you forget tutorials are <laughs> yeah uh, so... Ingrained in us now um, It it really felt like Having to play Batman the Caped Crusader On PC, which even with the manual
3: It very <laughs> much has the exact amount Of tutorial to teach what is new For returning people Like, hey, here are the new mechanics to learn As opposed to here is everything you need to know To play a Monster Hunter
2: And there's a lot of on-screen information In the HUD Yeah, It took me a while to sort of track what all of that was And, you know I mean, it. it I will give it Credit for, you know, like, tooltip information coming up when it's critical. Like, hey, hey, you're gonna die, you should heal, here's how to access your items. Mm. I don't find the control super responsive. It feels like I have to be standing absolutely still so as to not interrupt whatever action that I'm trying to perform going into menus or whatever by way of my movement. But maybe that's just me.
3: I've not had that experience. That's interesting. Huh.
2: Uh, Yeah, so like I'm, like healing, I felt almost as okay, I gotta stop moving, press the heal button, and then it would do it. No, you you should be able to heal while sprinting. Then I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what. I occasionally have connectivity problems with my uh, Joy-Cons, despite mm. being seven feet from the unit. I got the same thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: New ones as well. I bought... Set not too long ago. Don't fucking connect.
3: Yeah. I've had so much better luck with off brand knockoff Joy Cons. <laughs> like, so much better luck with fake mm, Joy Cons. Both
0: my <laughs> sets are bad.
3: Yeah. I can recommend some good fake Joy Cons that don't get drift issues and mm-hmm. don't have connectivity issues and are more comfortable size in the hand. It's just better.
0: Very tempting.
3: Yeah. So, that Monster Hunter Rise demo, as someone that, like, a few years ago, probably around, like, M- Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, got finally clicked with Monster Hunter and has been very engaged with the series since. I was real excited about that demo. Considering that like a lot of people have been asking for Monster Hunter World, which is the last big console one to come to the Switch. And they were like, no, 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 we don't want to bring that to Switch. Don't want to bring that to Switch. And a lot of suspicion had been, oh, it's because Monster Hunter World is a big open world one with no loading screens with all these much bigger environments. That's probably why it's not coming to Switch. Nope. Apparently not. Monster Hunter Rise, d- mechanically just, it, it's Monster Hunter World. It's that game, yeah. but new areas and enemies, which is great. That is exactly what I had hoped, because Monster Hunter World, my favorite entry in the series by quite a long way. I'm really excited to see that experience very faithfully brought down to the Switch, and it doesn't feel in any way compromised by the fact it's on the Switch. There is no part of it that feels like, oh, they've had to round these edges off to get it working. I like a lot of the new mechanics they've introduced. You've got a dog, you can ride the dog. The dog can do drifts. (laughs) You can ride a dog and make it drift around corners and it gets a speed boost when it stops drifting. And... Like, that, that's more exciting than it should be but I like drifting on the dog.
0: That does sound extremely good.
3: It is extremely good. You don't have to get off the dog to do anything. You can, you can, like, you know, harvest carve things off of corpses and harvest the berries and things. Or
0: you can run up walls while cl- riding the dog. The dog will just vertically run up a wall. That is modern convenience. You don't even have to get off your dog to harvest a corpse.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the only thing you have to get off the dog to do is to pet the dog. You can't pet the dog while you're on the dog. You gotta get off the dog to give him proper attention to pet them. Counter and Intuitive. By the way, we need that in all of the video games.
1: Don't make me get off my horse and then meticulously rifle through bodies to get things. I want to ride a dog and I want to pick up some bloody plants while I do it.
3: Exactly. Let me pick up the stuff while I'm riding the mount. And this has got that right. They've got this new system that is the, the Wirebug system, where basically you've got these rechargeable little insects you can use for traversal or for certain kinds of attacks. For traversal, I did not expect them to allow me to just fully scale the levels the way that they did It does not seem to have any arbitrary invisible walls stopping me from sort of attacking monsters from above In all the weird routes that I decided to take Like, aha, I will sneak on you from up here Which is good, found that exciting That's fun And then you can can do certain attacks on the enemies to pin them down and then ride them And every enemy that you ride has a unique moveset and i mean there is no reason i should need that in in my monster hunter but i will definitely ride an armored bear into battle and make it fight a giant bubble spewing sea serpent that's fair that's a great time you're only human yeah as someone that likes monster hunter this demo was really really exciting with the <laughs> one exception of a weird problem that i hope gets fixed before it's released so i tried to play that demo online everyone in my party that i was playing with No problem at all. I was having a weird issue where every couple of seconds the game would like completely pause and then restart. And like, he was unplayably skipping around, and everyone who was watching on stream was just like, oh, it's your internet, it's your Wi Fi, why are you playing on Wi Fi? I was like, no, t- this isn't Wi Fi problems, this is something else. <laughs> Turns out, if you have too many friends on your friend list on the Switch, it breaks this game's online. <laughs> oh. I have a lot of Switch friends because I did a lot of Pokemon trading when I was trying to get all my shiny Pokemon, and apparently, if you, I, I don't know exactly what the number is, but if you go over a certain number of Switch friends, something breaks. This game's online connection Wasn't that
0: strange Incredible
3: Yeah So hopefully that gets fixed Because I was Once I worked it out And played on like A secondary account It worked fine And I had a great time Like doing a little party I'm probably gonna stream Some of this when it comes out But it's a very Nintendo Problem to have You have
0: too many friends Stop playing online Well when I was playing Cyberpunk One of the crashes Was caused by me Walking forwards While opening the menu (laughs) Yeah. So How dare you (laughs) It's okay, I, you know, I noted that, I, I didn't do it again, so yeah. I made sure to avoid that behavior. I just realized that if
1: you'd have told me that Cyberpunk crashes because you have too many friends, I would not have reacted as surprised as I did with <laughs> Monster Hunter. That would just make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I tried that demo, uh, that Monster Hunter demo. Yeah. Yeah. This might be the fourth or fifth Monster Hunter, I give another go. I liked the bow gun, and normally I don't get on with with any of the weapons or anything. But I was like, you know what, I actually think I quite like this bow gun, so I might give it another go. But then again, I think I bought Monster Hunter World and did the usual thing. uh, And as Conrad described, the sort of 10 minutes and then be like, oh, this is good. I don't like it. Maybe I'll
3: give it another (laughs) go. I was both of you. There were like four or five in a row that I bought and was like, this is good. I don't like it. And then I bought one and I did like it. I was like, well, I guess that justifies all the previous purchases. Uh-huh. <laughs> all being justified
2: now. <laughs> now, the other thing I would be remiss to not point out is that as I was playing the demo, my girlfriend was watching and and was just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Why are you killing these poor creatures? Because they
3: threaten the village or something. Okay, because it really does seem like just trophy hunting. I, there's usually some like, oh, mm, ah, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. The the monsters are encroaching. They're gonna. They're gonna. Oh, they keep killing all the people who were trying to just make their journey from one village to the next with the supplies that we need. Ah, uh, we can't safely travel because we keep getting attacked by the monsters.
0: The opposite. Of Pokemon. Yes. The conceptual opposite. <laughs> it is the conceptual
3: opposite. Uh, you've got
0: a pokemon game on your uh, on your playlist this week haven't you oh it's a pokemon hack rom where yeah. um from over a decade ago people put together uh the kanto and johto regions of pokemon and called it pokemon liquid crystal and it's, it's really fun is this the one that's got the orange islands in it it has half of the orange islands i don't want to give away too much of my yeah. my video that i'm making about it but it has half of the orange islands and then they abandoned the project halfway through and so you can play up to the pixel where childhood ends. Um, <laughs> it's just like nope, there's no more. That that stairway doesn't lead anywhere. Fuck you. <laughs> it's yeah, just like that's, that's it's, something. It's really cool though and I'm I'm enjoying like replaying it right now to capture footage for the video. It's just neat. It's just it's just good. It's just a good time to replay some pokemon whenever you can, really.
3: Yeah, other than being unfinished, I remember it being one of the better rom hacks out there in terms of just Nice, positive improvements to the base game without inserting too much passion project stuff that the creative team were like, this is our thing. We're going to put this in. They just sort of fixed what was there.
0: One of the most basic things I noticed was like, I remember playing Pokemon Silver as a kid and I remember going to the guy who says do you know how to catch pokemon and me going yes don't show me you know, selecting yes and him going I'll show you just in case anyway and yeah the, one of the, you know one of the small changes they make is that they're, they're just like you select yes you're allowed to go on your way he doesn't subject you to a horrible long tutorial about how to catch a pokemon and it's just like small changes like that and that's the that's the bulk of the rom it's not a yeah, it's not them building their own thing. Mostly, it's just like.
3: Well, I mean, they tried to, and they just never finished it. But the <laughs> stuff that they just yeah. like improved what was there is good. It's a good way to revisit Gen Two.
0: Yes, it is really fun.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyone else want to talk about anything else they have
0: played? Oh, Ghost Runner and Observer. Oh, Ghost Runner. I. Played like ten minutes of Observer, and then I decided I was going to play that on stream. So I don't really have much to say about it, except something I messaged Jim about, which I think is wild, and I'll just try to get through quickly. But the mechanic that causes people to have seizures in Cyberpunk, or the re- the thing that causes people to have seizures is the red and white flashing lights that comes before this specific mechanic, brain dances. I was talking on the charity stream about brain dances and how for everything else. This is a unique thing I have not seen in other games. And I was immediately responded to, I think it was by KC, but I'm not sure, uh, by someone saying, actually, that's from Observer. They copied that from Observer. So I was like, <laughs> okay, well I should go check out Observer. And sure enough, that's correct. It, it completely is ripped. From Observer, which is by a smaller Polish studio. So I have an iffy feeling about how 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 that is to like take from a, you know a smaller studio that they maybe feel people won't know about. Leaving that aside, Observer starts with an epilepsy warning. It's the first thing that loads when you load the game. It's like, here's an epilepsy warning. And so to steal this mechanic... From a game yeah. that starts with a really prominent epilepsy warning, but hey, hey, it's okay. We
3: put one in the Euler agreement after that we, we joked about, about how no, no one reads reading. them. It's
0: it's yeah. it's nuts. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. <sighs> it's really the cherry on top. Like they they took it from this game, and this game knew to do that, and they didn't. It's ridiculous. Like. I'm so confident that they played it and took it from that game and that they, which means they saw the epilepsy warning yeah. and didn't add it to their own game. Anyway yeah I'm playing Ghost Runner on, on Twitch at the moment and it's a lot of fun. I have played a small amount of that game and really enjoyed it and I just keep forgetting to go back to it but it seemed really fun Go do it, it's awesome um, One of the funniest thing to me was getting to the halfway point and they introduce uh, close combat enemies and your, your guide is like these guys are really badass, they're really dangerous you better watch out because they're gonna fuck you up and uh they're way easier so so (laughs) much easier than the the regular enemies have guns you are a cyber ninja so it's hard to beat guys with guns because you have to dodge their shots but people who jump to you to fight you and then you just press the button that do slashy and they're dead that's really easy
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't know what those enemies were supposed to do when they were introduced, because the guy went like, these guys are really dangerous, be careful. And I killed them before I got to see what they're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, Before we wrap up today, we've got a couple of news story-ish bits uh, of the week. Comrade, you put one in the the, the topic list of this week. Do you want to do the one about
2: cyberpunk? I actually didn't, really. I just thought it was interesting. Um, yeah. but I mean, CD Projekt Red is, uh, under investigation by the Polish Consumer Protection Agency relating to the Cyberpunk 2077 launch. Cause it's literally a scam, right? Well, yeah, it is literally a scam. They, they said the thing was going to be one thing, and it is, I think it is interesting that. There is a consumer protection organization looking into this in Poland. I that's yeah. I don't know what the result is going to be. There's still a lot up in the air.
3: It's good that it hasn't just been written off as oh, video games. Yeah, it, it
2: is good, but I, I think also I don't know. I'd like to see some other countries. Yeah,
0: yeah, like protecting workers before consumers would be my. Um... That
2: would also be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean
3: something is more than nothing. Yeah. I have yeah.
0: a I have a question. It's like an open question. I'm not looking for an answer to because it's a question rather than a statement about cyberpunk because I complained in my Witcher videos about Geralt's bare ass not being shown and what a disappointment that is. Cowards, and someone in my comments politely informed me that it's not them just being cowards, although it's definitely also that it has something to do with your own protagonists, that your own player characters' nudity having something to do with the rating that games are given, I presume by Peggy, Mm. and that's why you then see in Cyberpunk, even though you can see the dick and balls in the inventory screen and the character creator and so on, when you look in the mirror if you're naked they're wearing pants but because of a bug yes, which i have documented yes. on my, my twitter thread of cyberpunk bugs when you load the mirror the pants aren't there at least for a second and <gasps> i have and this is the question this is the question does that make the game i don't know illegal or something or at least misrated something like this you know <laughs> does that cause a, an actual like violation of That code, and this is all, I've I've prefaced, I've caveated this to hell with my where my understanding comes from, so this is all very non-concrete. I'll be looking into this for my video about Cyberpunk. We'll see. But I think that's an interesting question. You want
1: to be careful, because right now CDPR's reputation is watertight. Right. Uh, The (laughs) idea that Cyberpunk could have violated any codes, any standards. I
0: don't want to upset anyone, right? It's, It's a little, it would be like calling the character of... I mean, honestly, a saint or Christ himself into question, frankly.
3: I'll say this. Considering that CD Projekt Red got away with just telling Sony and Microsoft, don't worry about the last generation versions of the games. They'll pass certification. I know you've not seen them, but they'll pass cert. And they got away with that. And as soon as it turned out that like, oh, you wouldn't have passed
2: cert, that he didn't get
3: instantly taken down for that. Hmm. Well, tells me... Yeah, there's probably
2: gonna be no consequences <laughs> i will I will say that if anything is going to make a difference in terms of the content and approach to a game product like this, it's going to be the threat of regulation mm. yeah yeah you know, I, I i look back to hot coffee yes in the grand theft auto uh, uh, scandal and how rapid, you know, the the response of retailers to pull it from the shelves because of the fear of Congress making a legislative call on something and how quickly the company responded to make the change and reissue the game. And it's a very different landscape now because it's almost all digital. It'd be very quick, even faster to make those changes. We just haven't seen the pressure in the same way here. And I don't know, that might be too specific or niche a thing to make hay out of. But you look at all the effort that had go to to unlock the hot coffee content and how limited the range of people who are actually exposed to it Mm. uh, by comparison and you have to think maybe yeah Mm
3: -hmm. it just needs one person outside of video games to become aware of it and to make it sound like a bigger deal than it is a couple of other very quick things uh, Lucasfilm fuck (laughs) them.
1: Is making no a deal one with you No fucking Ubisoft. cares about important fucking things anymore, do they? No. Fuck it. Fuck them Fuck every <laughs> fucking crony in the fucking. Game. I
3: was. I was VVL. so ready for that fuck out of you. Oh <laughs> Jesus H Corbett! I've had enough. They've also made a deal with uh, Bethesda to make a uh, Indiana Jones. I will say I'm a little excited about that. Yeah, that's better. That's a better one.
1: That's a better one. I will
0: just Crack say it's machine games who have made the greatest Nazi-killing simulator in history... Wolfenstein: The New Order. So I would just say I'm a little, like, I'm cautiously excited.
3: I no, no 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 I I I'm excited about that one tentatively cautiously possibly.
1: I mean Indiana Jones is hitting Nazis all the time in the films, so if right. he, if this is Machine Games' niche now, if they just make <laughs> the games, I'm in which am very
3: okay you... with that.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. in mean,
3: <laughs> I'm very into it. This is the Bethesda team that makes the Nazi murder
1: simulation. Oh, yeah. a Nazi
2: murder game. Cool. Right, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. So, how was Jedi Fallen Order? I never got around to playing that. Uh,
3: it was it was a it was a decent enough game. Huh? The protagonist is bland as shit, but the the gameplay was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: hilarious. I just think it's interesting after like the the grand length of this partnership of the Star <laughs> Wars license being at Electronic Arts to see it just and 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 it should i mean it should just go everywhere i really think that yeah. uh, a property with its scope deserves the opportunity to be tinkered with by many different creative approaches but I, you know i just have to wonder Uh, uh, what flipped the switch that they realized they could make more money Hmm. well
3: part of it was that it was only ever signed up to be a 10-year exclusivity deal and uh, it seems like just the date flipped over and now they're allowed to make it with new people Hmm. and i mean i can't blame star wars for wanting to shift away from ea considering that More than once, the games that EA made with the Star Wars names attached were at the centre of big controversies, and I can see them being like, can we just fucking try someone else, please? Mm. Mm. Well, the
1: thing is, is they, at the time, said they had no intention of, of, you know, letting any of those controversies change their deals because EA was making them plenty of money. Mm. Uh, It's probably more likely that they've worked out, well, if we let them keep making games and then, you know give a Star Wars game to the rape company, we'll make a bit of money as well.
3: Yeah. Reminder, everyone, Ubisoft has not done anything about the fact that a quarter of people within that company have either experienced or seen harassment within the workplace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, feminist icon, Star Wars.
3: (laughs) You know, (laughs) Ichawomo
1: is going to go out there and he's going to talk about, you know, how open and... and, and, Right. um, ...welcoming uh, the Star Wars property is, you know... (laughs) Friend of fuck boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um you know, ex- exclusivity is wild. Okay, my position, my actual personal position is much more radical. I'm copyright abolitionist because landlordism is the basis of capitalism. And copyright yeah. is, is just landlordism of intellectual property. And, and furthermore, intellectual property is a fake as hell concept. Put all of that aside for a second. If you're gonna pay royalties to the people whose intellectual property it is. Like, the idea yeah. of just like, n- no, it's only these guys. Rather than like, letting everyone make money with it it's just so silly i would have it go the other way they should just have uh they should have a, a an inclusivity deal and only leave out um ubisoft just like <laughs> only blackballing <laughs> this company who won't deal with all their fucking sexual assault allegations
1: that's all it would have taken in like games media yeah that's <laughs> all it would have taken just, yeah. if enough of
3: them had just said no. Right. Just blackball the company until they fucking sort their shit out. Like... Yeah, but that requires you to, you know, to... not play the video game that everyone's talking about.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
3: a hard consequence there. Well, you
1: know, you've got to choose between doing the right thing and dealing with people in positions
3: of power who have mm. really abused those positions or mm, your careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh we got one last quick news story. Razor's making face masks with RGB lighting, <laughs> because of course they are. Because We've we've reached the point in the pandemic where novelty face masks that involve technology have become like, okay, this is gonna be going on long enough that maybe I'll buy like a piece of weird novelty technology. And I'll say this for the razor face mask. It does have razor one face. legitimately Yeah, <laughs> ah, razor face. The the razor face mask uh, has one legitimately good piece of, of technology in it which is a clear panel in front of the mouth so that people that rely on lip reading to be able to communicate can communicate. That is, that nice. is a good, Sorry. positive thing. You don't need to buy a razor face mask for that. You can go look for deaf people who produce uh, face masks with clear panels right. in the front so that lip reading can be done. <laughs> I highly recommend doing so. Yep. Yeah, but those ones don't have... Fucking lights on them. Yeah, they don't have <laughs> RGB lighting. Yeah, wh- what a way to tell people as you're walking down the street at night I have more money than common sense. Please mug me, I have an RGB face
0: mask I have not much money, but still more money than common sense And if we're getting gamer uh, COVID protection, where's my Death Stranding suit?
3: Exactly! Hideo,
0: if you're listening, give me the baby bubble
3: We all know that Kojima is listening Hi Kojima, big fan of the fact that you listen to the show I liked your cameo (laughs) in
0: Control, it was neat I haven't played any of Metal Gear though
3: yeah, so, so this, this mask has like lights. You can light up your mouth if you want people to see your mouth at night. It's got RGB lighting that you can program. I mean, that's all I want at night. Mm hmm. I
1: do want people to see my mouth I walk around in the street at night So people can look at my mouth My night mouth Yep
3: It's got motors built into it And like a UV light That's like Oh mm, it's gonna kill <laughs> so It's gonna kill silly. the COVID
1: probably This thing's gonna fall apart By the way After a couple uses It's a
3: razor product <laughs> Right So here's the thing their, their logic is Hey To stop the, the face uh, the, the clear panel fogging up We're gonna have um air going in And out of it Uh-oh. But it's fine Because we're, we're gonna shine a UV light On the air before it goes out So it's Uh-oh. dead Definitely, probably going to be fine. Uh. I think, I think, I think we're done there. I think, I think we're done.
2: Yeah. We're done. There's still one other thing that I think we should probably talk about.
3: Oh, uh. what did I, what did I skip over? Twitch. Oh God, yes, the Twitch thing. So let's let's summarize this. Since the armed insurrection that happened since last week—oh,
2: that's right—that happened right after we recorded. Twenty
3: minutes after we recorded last episode. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fucking white, white, white supremacist armed insurrection that took over the capital.
0: I know that was a stammer, but they also were white, white, white insurrectionists. Oh God, they were. They were <laughs> so white.
3: Yeah. So one of the things that was a fallout of that was. Was that it turns out that the face of the Pogchamp emote, the emote that's the the man doing the shocked, big, open-mouth face that a lot of people use on Twitch... Well, they don't use it anymore. Yeah, he. well, he was. He's a fan of the idea of, yeah, it's a good thing to stop the d- democratically elected president being, like, sworn in by way of storming a place with guns. That's good. And then Twitch was, to their credit... Okay, not to their yeah, credit. Yeah, no,
2: no, no, let's not give Twitch... Any credit
3: <laughs> They did the bare minimum of going Okay we probably shouldn't have the Champ man As a popular emote on our platform Which is more than I expected of them You say they did the bare minimum But then they went
1: above and beyond And did it in a really responsible Careful <laughs> way That, that was... Really conscious of the kind of wider community that Twitch has fostered
2: and allowed. They also did it in a very cost-effective manner. Of course. Yes, they did. So there's one of the interesting things about the PogChamp emote, as it was originally put into use with the permission of this streamer, whose name I do unfortunately know, they're paying him lot of money. Oh. Like 50 grand. Oh, baby. To use that. Yeah. Which they're not paying them anymore. Didn't that work out great? Yeah. Isn't that convenient? Hmm. How wonderful for
0: Twitch. Good for their conscience and their wallet. Convenient.
3: Indeed. And I imagine they're probably not paying that amount to... Oh,
1: them. wait a minute. Wait a minute.
3: Did Jeff Bezos
1: save a bit of money? Thank fucking God. I was really worried they'd foreclose on the fucker.
2: No, they're paying. paying they're, the they're, they're paying these uh, other people that they are uh, using for the PogChamp emote now in, um, I guess, targeted harassment? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. they're
1: paying them. Yes, that's where I, I talked about how, you know, responsible um, <laughs> they're being. They did it really well. And in a way, I think that, that, Basically, the result is something nobody could have foreseen Oh, yeah. no. who could have seen this coming?
3: I will summarise this as best I can Their, their replacement system was Hey, we're going to have a new PogChamp emote every 24 hours Oh, And the first one they did was a queer black actor and vocalist critical bard <sighs> So just remember the framing here mm-hmm. They took away a white nationalist emote that lots of people liked And the, the first... Person they replaced them with was a queer black man who, surprise, surprise, got harassment on Twitch and from Twitch communities for
0: being the new Pog Champ. Nobody could have seen this coming. No one could have seen
3: it coming.
1: Holding up a queer black content creator in the wake of getting rid of of the Pog Champ who can't be Poggers anymore because he supported an undemocratic insurrection. Jesus fucking Christ!
0: <laughs> the Pog Chump.
1: You know that sends the right message, but. You gotta kinda do it in a way that doesn't have Nazis trying to Mm. ruin another person's life on top of the, oh. Yeah. Oh, the Nazi insurrection. Yeah.
3: So, it took literally seconds from this man being announced as the, the first pogchamp before he was being harassed on every form of social media, Jesus had to lock down two-factor authentication, <sighs> had to put himself on private Jesus for a while, Christ. got all of his email accounts registered for um, mass spamming of spam emails to the point that he's probably going to have to start uh, set new work emails. Yeah. Yeah. And Twitch didn't really seem to fucking care.
0: Oh. Oh, baby.
3: Yeah, Twitch just spent 24 hours fucking radio silent about the first person they picked to be PogChamp having an absolutely fucking terrible day
0: at the hands of Twitch users. I saw someone today describing the reaction currently by the chuds as utter shock that their beliefs don't go all the way with the people in power, that that it, it only goes as far as it keeps being profitable. And as soon as it's like bad for business, that's when they yeah. get, you know, the kid gloves come off and they are in utter shock at this. And it's like, I think that's yeah. a pretty good summary, honestly. Like, yeah, it, it's becoming convenient for capitalism how bad this fascist problem is. Yeah. And now we're seeing a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the Trump being banned off Twitter or whatever shocked pikachu face like
3: <laughs> yeah like critical bard could not go and stream on the day that he w- should have been his best day to be a streamer on twitch right i mean that says it all doesn't it because the entire chat was just being spammed with his face plus other emote to create Racist thing to send Oh my
0: god And
3: Uh, Twitch did nothing to help
0: Yay I'm
3: holding off quite a few of my opinions On quite
1: a few of these gamer controversies That they still seem to insist on having Um, They still seem to insist on being shocked and, and, And you know jaw dropped Uh, in a world where, my God, if they knew the amount of genders we have now, (laughs) like they're still like way back there. Yeah. Their minds are going to be fucking blown. But anyway, that's Monday.
0: (laughs) It's that meme of uh, talking to cis people about gender. And it's a, parent explaining alphabet blocks to a child talking to trans <laughs> people about gender and it's aristotle and plato discussing <laughs> discussing philosophy in the forum um, yep <laughs> pretty much my my channel points on twitch are genders <laughs> most of my regular viewers have about 10,000 genders that's good well see that's that's good because there's so many of them and also they're kind of pointless <laughs> <laughs> yeah Exactly, and and uh, the longer people spend uh, hate watching my content, the more I create, <laughs> just to spite oh. them.
1: <laughs> Welcome to me ten years ago, before I really regretted that choice. I could have gone oh. out at several points.
2: Here I am.
3: Ah. <laughs> oh. Right, should we wrap up?
2: Yeah, I think it's cool, cool. Probably a good time to wrap up.
3: We should do we should do a promotion and I suspect we should probably start with our guest Sophie. Where are people finding you on the internet and what do you do? Shill yourself.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Um yeah, I'm Sophie on Twitch and Twitter. I recently did a fundraiser on Twitch uh to raise money for uh, trans kids in the UK And that was good fun And helped a lot of people Which was cool I, This isn't promoting myself This is di- diverting um, I'm Curio on YouTube And I'm CurioVids on Patreon Patreon is kind of the hub For everything I do So just just check that one out And kind of follow through From there if you like Patreon.com slash CurioVids It's a good old time Hell Yeah and
3: this is usually the bit where Jim would have
0: introduced me so I will Laura. jump myself in.
3: Yeah, me. The, uh. <laughs> 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 Laura, <laughs> where uh... can we find
0: you, though?
3: Oh, thank you, Sophie. Thank you for, for being a good uh, good host oh. replacing Jim there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Laura K. Buzz, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Patreon's the one that pays the bills if you can chuck a little bit there every, every now and then. It really helps. Our Twitch stream Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10 p.m., UK 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and apparently sometimes in the daytime doing speedruns now. Uh, Let's check those out. Every Friday on YouTube, I do a show called Accessibility. It's all about accessibility and representation in the games industry. How can we help make games more accessible to people? I've got an episode going up this week about a thing called aphantasia, which is the lack of a visual imagination. And how that can impact playing video games I'm real excited to do that episode Other than that, there's books Uncomfortable labels, that's the one that's out now It's about being at the intersection of being trans and autistic And you can go read that Or it's an audiobook at LauraKBuzzStore.com. There's things i learned from mario's butt which comes out on february 4th 2021 that's like weeks away now it's real close it's real good it's real close it's real i'm real excited and then there's gender euphoria which comes out on june 10th 2021 that's just a collection of of real stories from just non-cis people talking about positive gender affirming experiences they had because Fuck it, we need some good positive stories in that on that regard, because the news is terrifying right now. Hell yeah. I have physical proof copies of that now. It's getting real close to being ready to sh- to, to go to people. I'm excited about that. There's also podcasts. Pixel Squirt, it's about video game porn. Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is two trans ladies talking about stuff that isn't exclusively video games. And then there's Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven with Conrad.
2: Oh, holy crap you are. You can also find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. Uh, You can support me and all the things I'm doing on the interwebs at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fist I do some anti-capitalist propaganda you could purchase from me at pinfultruth.com. And I make some audio books at conradreads.com. Or uh, you can listen to some podcasts. I'm on Boston's Favorite Son with my dear friend Jim Sterling. And uh, we also have a spinoff, Doctors, that we need to get recorded uh, pretty soon. Uh so check both of those out and um Jim oh god don't don't you have a Patreon uh
1: yes Fart noise, isn't it? That's funny um, Patreon.com slash Jimquisition You can have a look at that um, Also, if you want to tune into IWTV It's a indie wrestling thing on the internet for you I, I think it's IWTV.com uh, I am commentary-ing, doing commentary on the main event of Wrestlers Lab's Hit List 2 show main event is MV Young Who many of you will have heard about from my constantly putting him over and working with him And he is facing Big Callock's um mv young's champion i have done the commentary on it it's a big and hot match and i am pretty fucking good at commentary i've discovered so i highly <laughs> recommend that one um that'll do That'll do. I'm not doing any streaming this week. I'm too busy. You have no fucking idea. Um, <laughs> but we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Sophie, for coming on. Oh, thanks. Uh, love to be on
3: it. Uh, have me again anytime. It's been a great time. Excellent. It's been lovely to have you. And hopefully, next time my computer won't explode the second you get on the call. <laughs> <laughs> we dare to dream. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Don't forget to heal
1: the nation, folks. Unicy. <laughs>